Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Hi, Bed Crimers. Hope you are all well. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you find you enjoyed it or learned something, please smash the like button and consider subscribing. Now, let's get into it. Thanks to more unnamed sources said to be close to the investigation, we're learning more about the sequence of events that led the police to suspect and now defendant. Brian Koberger. This latest unnamed source spoke to ABC 25 WPBF News and shared additional information related to the testing of the single-source DNA that was found on the K-bar sheath that was discovered next to Maddie Mogan on her bed. The information I'm about to share with you comes from an article written by investigative reporter Terry Parker. I'll share a link to the article in the description. Here is how a family genealogy tree and the single source of DNA found on the leather sheath led law enforcement to suspect Brian Koberger. When the Moscow-Idaho detectives discovered DNA on the snap of the sheath found at the girl's rental home and had it tested, not one match came up in CODIS, the National Criminal Database. At that point, the investigators decided to try a tactic that is normally reserved for cold cases, so they sent the DNA to a private lab to see if the lab could find a match on a public ancestry database. And the key word there is public. It's a site where you don't need permission to check the records. And right out of the gate, it worked. According to Palm Beach County State Attorney Dave Ehrenberg, and I quote, genetic genealogy was crucial in identifying the defendant in the Idaho murder case, end quote. So according to this source close to the investigation, the private lab entered the DNA into the database, and within days, cousin matches were showing up. So cousins to the person whose DNA was found on the sheath were showing up. At that point, the lab's genealogists were asked to build a family tree to whichever of those cousins was found to be closest to the person whose DNA was on the sheath, so meaning a first cousin would be preferable to a third cousin. Here's what forensic scientist Julie Sikorsky told the reporter about that, and I quote, We use tools such as Ancestry.com to help build those trees. So once you get this individual's name, you can start building their family tree, and there's a lot of public records, end quote. As the private lab was working on the family tree, the detectives were still looking for other clues in the case, and that's when they found out about a white Hyundai Elantra that was captured on surveillance cameras driving around the crime scene right around the time the students were being harmed. On November 25th of 2022, the police asked other law enforcement to be on the lookout for white Elantras in the area. Four days later, 
the Washington State University police found in Elantra registered to Brian Koberger. But Koberger wasn't yet on the Moscow police's radar, and that's why on December 7th, they asked the public for help in tracking down white Elantras. That's when the Idaho police began going over the records of more than 22,000 registered Elantras. It was a daunting task, but within a few days, that private lab sent the Moscow police the family tree, leading to the Koberger family. And that's when they made the connection that the Koberger's only son, Brian, drives a white Elantra. When the police then discovered that Brian Koberger was living less than 10 miles away from the crime scene, they realized they had a prime suspect. That's when the police got search warrants for Koberger's phone, and that's when they started tracking his movements. So that was the point when the FBI started tailing Koberger as he drove home to Pennsylvania with his father for Christmas. So if that DNA tree hadn't been matched to the Koberger family when it was, or I should say, genealogy tree, and if the Washington State University officers hadn't located Brian Koberger's white Elantra on the WSU campus when they did, it's possible Koberger could have ditched his white Elantra somewhere in Pennsylvania before returning to Washington, and whatever evidence was still inside of it would have vanished. Once the agents grabbed the item of trash that they nabbed from the Koberger's trash and ran DNA on it, that, as we know, is when Koberger's father's DNA popped up and it was shown to belong to the father of whoever left the DNA on the K-bar sheath. Brian Koberger was arrested the next day. Using this private lab, who made a DNA match on a public ancestry database, could, according to experts, change the way crimes are solved forever. Criminals beware, you never know when a match will be made to a distant relative of yours. According to the article, this genetic genealogy match was not mentioned in the probable cause arrest affidavit, and that's because, number one, the police don't have to include all the information that they have on their suspect. They just need to include enough information to convince the judge to sign the warrant. And two, law enforcement apparently has been divided on whether revealing this information might lead people to be reluctant to sign up for ancestry databases. Per the article, right now, only two public genealogy databases allow law enforcement to use their data. And in one, you have to give consent to your DNA being used by the police. So on that one, you do have a choice. Very interesting. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, hey, do me a favor, smash that like button, subscribe to my channel, leave me a comment, consider a membership, and I'll see you next time.